0: Map's gone 2022. We are live. We are here. We are ready to rock and roll. Hello and welcome to the premed years, where we believe that collaboration, not competition, is key to your success. I'm your host, Dr. Ryan Gray, and in this podcast we share with you stories, encouragement, and information that you need to know to help guide you on your path to becoming a physician.
1: That's All awesome. right. Well, to kick off our day, we are going to talk through how to understand application systems. So, this is really exciting. We've got two folks representing two of the three big application systems this year.
0: So, um, we'll go ahead and bring these guys on camera. Um, director of TMDSAS, Enrique Jasso. And the assistant director
1: of application services and digital outreach at uh, Acom, Taylor Jasco. So,
0: thank you guys so much for being here. And Ryan, I will hop off and let you take away this great conversation. Thank you, thank you. Uh, and just one small correction, Enrique Hasso. Ah, uh, Hasso. I'll tear the lawn. Uh, <laughs> I should have known. Come on, you speak that, the that, Spanish. Come that, that on Take it away. I make that mistake once. I will never forget Enrique never let me live it down. Well, Taylor, <laughs> Enrique, I'm so excited to be chatting with you today about application systems uh i'll be the double (laughs) amc the stand-in uh i I do not represent the double amc what i say does not represent them uh but i will uh kind of give the the kind of side of amcas uh taylor you are here to talk about a and enrique t-m-d-s-a-s that we just need to get off of everyone's chest right away you guys were first Yes, you were we first. were. You were first. 100% we
2: predate MCAS. Uh we started in 1968. Yeah.
0: 1968. Love it. All right. So let's let's chat real quick. The application service is really the really the first kind of big foray into I'm applying to medical school. This is my goal. Here's this big what what I like to call the open book test to try to get in to medical school. Taylor, I want to start with you. From, from the Acoma side of things, what is like the big support email that comes in all the time that you just wish every student would know that the simple mistake that they seem to be making year in and year out that we can, we can fix right here, right now?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Well, I do want to quickly, before I answer that, um, go into something that you mentioned during our introduction. I think so many students think of these application processes as something that's very scary. And I just want to say, first off, that the whole point of a centralized application system, like the ones that we all represent here today, is to streamline the process for you all. So, you know, we are helping you to compile the most important pieces Uh, the core pieces of your application, and we're just sending them out in one blast to the schools that you select. So really, I understand it's a daunting process, um, but it's one that's supposed to support you. So just want to preface with that. Yes. Um, In terms of, I think, one of the biggest, not mistakes that we see, um, but something that happens often with acomis, which, um, of course, supports the colleges of osteopathic medicine, is our school's want to hear why medicine, why patient care, but specifically we want to hear why osteopathic medicine. Um, Of course, there is the allopathic route and that is a bit more common, Um, but if you're choosing to apply to our colleges of osteopathic medicine, we want to hear why. Um, So that could be because you had a great experience with the DO in your own um, care or in care of your family, or maybe you have a great mentor that's a DO. Um, So that kind of arguing in your personal statements Um, in your different shadowing and internship experiences. Um, That's certainly something that our schools love to see. Um, Of course, they'll consider all applicants, but when you make a specific case um, for osteopathic medicine, that's going to make your application shine.
0: Interesting. I I love that perspective because I actually, our recommendation is don't make it specific to osteopathic medicine in terms of the personal statement because the, the secondary essays usually have that question kind of built built in of like, why are you interested in osteopathic medicine? So that's a, a an extra little take there. So thank you for that. Um, Enrique, TMDSAS is the special one of the group. You guys have lots of extra essays. Your uh, activity section, much shorter compared to AMCAS and ACOMIS. AMCAS being 700 characters for the activities, ACOMIS being 600 TMDSAS is 300. Talk about some unique aspects of TMDSAS. And, and again, kind of the same question to you. Where do you see students making some common uh, potential mistakes or errors that that uh, can be easy fixes to help them through the application process?
2: Sure. Uh, just to address the elephant in the room, uh, <laughs> yes, our activity section is much shorter. Uh, however, we don't have any limits to how many activities you can enter. Uh, and in fact, we ask that applicants enter activities since they graduate from high school. So, for some of you non-trads out there, I hope you have kept a really good journal of everything that you've done uh, since you graduated from high school. CMDCS—that's uh, what—that's what, that's what mapped is for. Oh yeah, that's, that, what MAPD that's MAPD a MAPD great plug right yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so in, in, terms of TMDSAS, uh, we, yes, we are different because we're Texas. We serve 21 member institutions that includes, uh, um, all public medical schools in Texas and Baylor college of medicine. Uh, oh. in addition to two veterinary schools for dental schools and a new podiatry school that just opened in Texas. Yeah, And so we, we serve a, uh, quite a few, uh, uh, member institutions that are uh, of a big variety, but we do our, our best effort to make sure that the application stays the same. Uh, and so we have a flat rate f- application fee, whether you apply to one or all 14 medical schools, uh, that is a $200 application fee. So it uh, behooves you to apply to all of our medical schools as part of TMDSAS. Uh, and we strive to maintain a lower uh, application fee. We don't offer a fee assistance program but our application fee has been uh, historically very low. In fact, I know some national medical schools whose secondary application fee is more expensive than the TMDSAS application <laughs> fee. So, not to name uh, any that's names. a big we one for us. Yeah. I mean, it's huge. I'll, I'll, yeah, this is—we only have an hour, uh, so <laughs> I'll, I'll keep it to it. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, you know, there are some 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 differences between our application services. But I think you'll find by, by and large that the application, I mean, is asking the same things. Yep. You know, we ask you, why do you want to become a doctor? That's one of your essays. Uh, what motivates you to pursue this pathway? And uh, all in all, you know, we provide services to make sure that you are able to put your best foot forward and really uh, put forward the application that best reflects your preparation over the past few years. And so we do have uh, kind of coming back to the question what is the one thing I wish people would know it's that uh, we're here to help Uh, and we have uh, several services that that we make available and they're completely free of charge. We have weekly office hours sessions on Mondays through YouTube that you can join and ask questions. We have a published application guide that constantly keeps getting updated based off questions that we're getting from applicants, just to make sure that any uh, communication issues are kind of addressed and that you're able to do what you need to do in getting to the next step in your career.
0: Love it, love it, Taylor. I want to go back to you. Uh, Enrique just mentioned uh, the fee assistance program. Texas does not offer one. AMCAS, uh, the WAMC and and ACOM do offer fee assistance programs. There's one interesting kind of uh, difference with uh, ACOM and double AMC. their fee assistance program obviously covers the MCAT because they're they're in charge of that. But their fee assistance program, you can apply for it and it kind of lasts for the, the year, or whatever that is. ACOMIS has a, an interesting twist where once you're approved for the fee assistance program, you kind of need to submit your application relatively quickly. I, I'm assuming that catches people off guard sometimes. Can you talk about that nuance there with the fee assistance program through uh, through ACOMIS and kind of how students, uh, what students potentially should be looking at when applying for the fee assistance program through ACOM?
1: Yeah, that's great. Um, So, just a quick overview of our fees. So, your first application with ACOMIS will cost $198, um, and each additional designation, so each additional school that you choose to apply to, will cost $50. Um, We do have a fee waiver program. It's um, a first-come, first-served basis, Um, So you'll apply for that and um, that'll be reviewed on our side if you meet the requirements. Um, or if you appeal the decision and are eventually granted, um, you do have a limited time to submit your application. Um, We have that just so we can ensure that our funds are being used appropriately. Um, You know, we have a limited amount each cycle, so we want to be sure uh, that those students who are actively applying to schools are awarded those funds. So if you are awarded a fee waiver and you sit on that for a while. You know, we're not sure if you actually intend on applying to school. Yeah. So we would rather redirect that money uh, to students who who certainly are going to submit their application. Um, so that's kind of our decision on that. Again, um, you know, there's no rush to apply. So I'm sure we'll probably get into this a little bit later in the presentation. But um, this year, for example, the uh, Acoma system opened on May 4th. um, But schools actually don't even begin receiving your applications until mid-June. So there's no major rush. So we typically recommend... Um, That you sit on your application for a while. Make sure that you take the time to apply, fill everything out. And at that point, once you're ready to submit, you could apply for the fee waiver. So once you receive the fee waiver, everything's ready to go. Um, One other note about our fee waivers, um, and you can find additional information on our choosedo.org website. Um, you do get a few extra bonuses um, with that fee waiver. So the fee waiver will cover the first $198, that initial application fee. Um, and you'll also have access to some interview um, tips and kind of training, um, some different uh, additional preparation tools as well.
0: Awesome. Let's go ahead and bring up uh, the slides that we have prepared. We'll bring up yours first here, Taylor, um, and and you can talk through them, and I'll I'll um, I'll drive the slides.
1: Perfect. Thanks. Um, so yes, of course, ACOMIS, Um I we represent the American Association of Colleges of Osteopathic Medicine, um, and we manage the ACOMIS application, uh, which is essentially the primary application for. Um, Students interested in attending any colleges of osteopathic medicine apart from the state system of Texas, which Enrique will handle. Oh, yeah. Um, On our next slide, you can see a map um, of all of our uh, member institutions. So we currently have 38 um, colleges of osteopathic medicine um, with a total of 61 teaching locations. Uh, So 38 schools, 61 different campuses. And as you can see, those span across a total of 35 states, um, really pretty much anywhere in the U.S. Um, So we have a a good uh, section there. And we do have a couple in Texas. Just yeah. want to throw that out
0: there as well. <laughs> uh, and, and I just want to throw out there for everyone watching, Dio, they're real doctors. Like, let's get rid of this myth that that osteopathic physicians are not real physicians, that they have limitations here in the United States and in many other countries around the world. And and ACOM, uh, the, the AOA, is working hard to expand everywhere. Um they're they're real doctors um so they have full privileges they can do surgery they can do they can do everything so they can uh, do it all yes exactly we gotta stop this uh stop this craziness of do's aren't real doctors Um, yeah i
1: guess i wish i had answered that for your first question what's the one thing we wish everyone knew DOs are real doctors,
0: <laughs> that's real doctors. precisely. Yeah, um, and just
1: that they can practice in any field, any yeah. specialization, just like MDs.
0: Yeah, and and there there can be some confusion, and I often get it from immigrants because there is another DO degree in other parts of the world that is very similar to physical therapy. And so those are not the same as osteopathic physicians here in the United States. So some confusion potentially from that. But other than that, if you're in the States, MD equals DO, DO equals MD. Uh, they're on a level playing field for career opportunities, for salaries, for for privileges, for everything. So I just want to get that off my chest. <laughs>
1: precisely no thank you <laughs> um so as I, I mentioned briefly the just kind of a general application timeline um, so a comments will open for submissions in May of each year as I mentioned there is a little bit of a delay between when we open and when um, applications uh, begin processing and are delivered to the schools um so there's no rush on you know may 4th you do not have to be ready to click submit Um, In fact, in most cases, it would behoove you to wait a little while and make sure that everything is as good as it can be. Of course, make sure that your materials are reviewed by someone you trust, perhaps a writing center at your school or an advisor. Um, So then in mid-June, schools can begin receiving and processing your applications, um, and they may ask you to complete a secondary application. Um, in in those secondary applications, they'll also uh, they'll often have supplementary essays where they'll want to hear why you're specifically interested in in their specific program. Uh, they'll have you know, different questions and different things that they'll require of you. Um, and you can be uh, invited to interview at any point after the mid-June um, time frame. Um, so. College deadlines range from October through April. Most of our comms uh, maintain a deadline on or around February 1st, and admission decisions are made on a rolling basis. So while you don't have to be prepared to uh, submit your application in May, we do generally suggest that you try to submit in that late summer, early fall um, kind of time frame, just so you can be considered um you know, in kind of
0: that first round of applicants. Yeah, and, and rolling admissions is confusing for a lot of people because college admissions is not rolling admissions. And so, again, rolling admissions, I, I like to liken it to a giant game of musical chairs where instead of one less chair for every player, there there are less chairs and more and more players every single round. So uh, it does behoove most applicants to get their application in a little bit earlier. But, but don't rush a sloppy application as uh, Enrique often talks about. Uh, some people submitting applications without a personal statement, with like a with like a, a note that says "put personal statement here," <laughs> and then they submitted it. Oh no! Um, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna steal your slides for one second here, Taylor, uh, for just for the. AMCAS timeline, very similar timeline, uh, May opens up, June is when they start receiving. So there's that same delay between submission and when the medical schools start getting the applications. And so students are often confused, like, what what's the delay there? It's just behind the scenes processing and QA and making sure all the systems are up and running. Um, and, and AMCAS usually gets applications about a week later than the the ACOMA school. So, uh, and then... Applications are going out and, and secondaries are coming in and all that fun stuff. All right. Let me, where'd my slide? There it goes.
1: Yeah. So this last uh, slide, just um, if you have any needs for support um, with the Acoma system, or if you just have kind of general questions about osteopathic medicine and, and that, um, Admissions process, you can email choose at acom.org. Um, that's kind of our central email, and our team's coordinator will pass it on to whoever can best support you. If you are applying, if you're a current applicant and you have a question, if um, maybe, for example, uh, your letters of recommendations haven't come through yet, or if you have a specific issue with Inacomus, um, you can contact our ACOMIS support at ACOMISinfo at liaisoncast.com um, or you can call um, their number as well. Um, they're open Monday uh, through Friday, nine to five Eastern time. And just be sure to have your CAS ID number ready when contacting them. Uh, that makes the process a lot faster. And uh, the link was on the on the slide earlier. ChooseDO.org is your main resource. That's, um, we'll have our ChooseDO Explorer there, uh, which is a great tool and that allows you to explore all of our colleges of osteopathic medicine. So you can go into each program, uh, you can filter by different requirements. So by different MCAT score averages, um, if they require a specific kind of letter of recommendation from a physician, for example, all of that kind of program specific information can be found in our Explorer. And one other item that I'd like to plug here. Um, is that on December 7th, actually, we have a really exciting event coming up. It is our virtual expo. Um, So we will have uh, representatives from a number of our colleges of osteopathic medicine, and it'll be an entirely virtual format. Um, You can pop in and out of different uh, virtual booths, we call them, and you can actually chat with admissions representatives from your schools. Um, So I can put um, the link for that in our private chat and maybe we can get that on the screen later. But that's a great
0: opportunity for our students that that's that's awesome i i love going to those virtual expos i always learn something when i'm there uh i i, I use a anonymous email and name I don't want them to see oh ryan's here i'm gonna not say something because he's gonna put it on the podcast that's fair <laughs> or they'd be like whoa you're such a terrific
1: candidate you're we don't even need your application
0: you're in. <laughs> i'm in awesome and then one big thing uh i always uh send people to the choose do explorer which is awesome i i hope every year it gets better and better and better um, one of the things that uh, through my years of communicating with ACOM, one of the big things they want me to communicate, and, and maybe it's the same, um, is that there, there's this myth out there that you have to shadow a D.O. to apply to D.O. schools, that you have to have a D.O. letter to apply to D.O. schools. The, the Choose D.O. Explorer, last time I checked it was a couple weeks ago. There is one school that still says they require a D.O. Letter of recommendation. That's Arcom, uh, the Arkansas College of Osteopathic Medicine. As far as I know, um, uh, obviously uh, requirements change every year, so keep keep going on to that website. Reach out to schools, but but you don't have to have direct osteopathic experience and shadowing and all that stuff. You can do your research, you can understand, you can talk to people without potentially having those resources. So uh, I just wanted to get that out there as well. Uh, Enrique, we have a couple slides for you here as well. Um, what a beautiful picture, Enrique. That's, <laughs> right. Did I mean, you, did you it's do that? Yourself? Clearly <laughs>
2: emblematic. Of course I did not. <laughs> uh, it's, it's visually appealing. We, uh, our, our, uh, creative lead actually came up with this and, uh, we really like it. Nice. Uh, in fact, if you, if you see us in a, in an in-person event, we actually have stickers of this that you can use. So, uh, All right. hopefully for, for next year, mathcon uh, We'll definitely be there. Love it uh, to uh, share our stickers. Holding it,
0: holding you to that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so uh, for TMDSAS, we've gone over a few a few things. Uh, I shared that we have 21 member institutions. Uh, recently, UT Tyler School of Medicine has joined TMDSAS yep. as our newest medical school, and I also shared that the UT Rio Grande Valley School. Uh, podiatric medicine has joined as well. And they're the first podiatric uh, medical school in Texas. Nice. Uh, and uh, it's a huge region that was missing a medical, uh, podiatric medical school. So we're really excited to have uh, uh, these healthcare professionals joining our state.
0: Yeah. And, and podiatric um, medicine, I just, just in case people know, don't know, like I consider DPMs, as as close to MD or DO as you can get without actually yeah. having an MD or DO, it's it's four years of medical school. It's all the same prereqs. You typically require the MCAT as well. Uh, you're you're doing a surgical residency typically after. Mm-hmm. You just are, are kind of relegated to certain parts of the body uh, depending exactly. on the state that you're in. So yeah, exactly. it's, it's an and awesome we, degree we, for. We, we lot actually of people. did
2: a session. We actually did a session with a school, kind of debunking some of the myths yeah. about pediatric medicine. Uh, in in Texas, they do require the MCAT. So, and then it's a flat rate application fee. So if you apply to medical school, you might as well apply to podiatric school as well. Might as well. Uh, and and so, um, yeah, we're really excited to have the school on board. And as I mentioned, uh, we'll, we'll talk about a resource in a couple of slides that, uh, will point you to that session that we did with them. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, for the team, application, uh, there are certain timelines that we kind of want to adhere to. Uh, just as Taylor mentioned, uh, we opened in early May. Uh, as Ryan mentioned, we also opened in early May. We do have a, uh, a uh, uniform deadline of November 1st, uh, and it's sometime around there whenever, whenever the next business day is each cycle. Uh, and so what we want to kind of walk through is that uh, throughout the cycle, obviously certain things take, uh, take time to process. Your application will take up to four weeks to process. And so we urge applicants to submit their applications as early as possible, because of the whole musical chairs uh, uh, metaphor that Ryan shared earlier, uh, you want to make sure that your applications in uh, while, while the medical schools are starting to take a look at applications. However, during that same time, TMDSS does not require you to have your MCAT test scores, your letters of, of evaluation submitted. We don't even require transcripts until you're accepted. And so during the time when your application is being processed, you might uh, overlap that with the MCAT tests, uh, coming back, getting your scores back, and then releasing those to TMDSAS while we are processing your applications. Similarly, for letters of evaluation, that time could be spent in making sure that all your letters are are submitted so that when your application is transmitted to the schools, it's a complete application and you don't have to worry about anything else. And then you can start digging into all the secondaries and CASPERS and all the other things that you need to take care of. Uh, and so that's essentially what we're, what we're talking about here. And just as a reminder, TMDSAS, we don't require your transcripts until you receive an, ex- an acceptance
0: offer at a medical school. What happens if a student does send them, just thinking, like, they're, they're just in the routine because the Comis and, and AMCAS want them?
2: I mean, besides our grumbling, uh, <laughs> they sit in a pile and, and until until the, uh, the applicant receives an acceptance offer, okay, we won't even be able to take a look at them. So.
0: Will you, will you request them again or no? We would. You do yeah. request them again. Okay. So the student yes, will have to pay we, another five or $10 to the school to send it, them.
2: Exactly. Because okay. if you are in the middle of school, you send them in, you send them in the summer. You already have a fall semester by the time acceptances yep. go out. So we want to see those grades.
0: Yeah. Got it. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: Yeah. And then uh, here we have a QR code. If you hold up your phone, this is a, uh, we lovingly call this our link farm of uh, uh, just all of the places to take a look at. Particularly, I want you all to focus on the Inside Health Education website. Uh, it's insidehealtheducation.com. It's our newsroom for anything going on with TMDSAS, any activities that we're doing, any events that we're a part of, as well as some kind of a, a think, thinking questions to help you along the way. We have some articles about what happens when you have a bad semester, uh, what you should be doing to prepare for medical school, how to prepare for a virtual interview and making sure that you're all set up for those. And, uh, you know, it's a really helpful resource that we keep updating regularly. Uh, I saw in the chat earlier, somebody was asking uh, what happens if, uh, if we aren't able to uh, find the link for the sessions. Uh, I see some, the barcode isn't working. I'll send the link anyway. It's, it's this inside uh, so you can go there uh, and I'm going to uh, make sure that we correct that barcode. My apologies. <laughs> I tried to be cool. It probably it works. <laughs> yeah. It User error. So, yeah. insidehealtheducation.com, Yeah. And that that will take you to that, to that location. But yeah, uh, really helpful resource and anything that's coming up. We actually have uh, two sessions that are coming up later this month with Altus Assessments. They are the folks that run Casper. Yep. Uh, and so they're actually gonna be joining us and we're gonna kind of throw them off their, their, uh, uh, their loop for a bit because uh, we're actually gonna be asking questions to demystify what Casper is and kind of try to break the sense that they're the boogeyman around there. Uh, and really just kind of get to the bottom of what it is that you can do to start kind of making sure that you have everything in a row for Casper. I know we've mm-hmm. heard that uh, you can't prepare for Casper, but we're gonna we're gonna get to the bottom of
0: that. We're gonna get. Uh, hey, then, Enrique, you're ruining my 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 mojo, man. We got Kelly oh, on no. <laughs> on later today talking about Casper.
2: <laughs> oh well, you'll you'll get there first. You, you okay. prime them. Yeah, there we go. Uh, and then for any advisors watching, uh, we're actually gonna have an advisors uh, dedicated mm-hmm. session with Altus that same week. Uh, and so, if you are interested in joining that. Uh, go to our website, uh, TMDSAS.com, scroll to the bottom and we have a place where you can uh, register for our newsletter if you'd like to... get some information about those sessions.
0: Yeah. Uh, quick plug for the advisors, Taylor uh, and Enrique. What what resources do the advisors have? Because one thing I've noticed is that there, there can be a lot of turnover among the advisor kind of crew out there at different colleges. And sometimes they don't know all the amazing resources that that you all provide to the advisors. What Where can advisors go find some information to help them with their students?
2: I'll let Taylor go since I've been talking for a while.
1: Perfect. So for us, that geo.org is kind of the main resource for um, potential applicants and advisors alike. Um, And then we also have um, on our ACOM.org website, we have a specific section for advisors. I can um, put the link for that in the chat in just a minute. Um, But that'll have some additional information as well. Um, And then we're always happy to provide, um, we have a few different Um, documents that we can send you in PDF. You can print out. I have one of them right here, for example, kind of our osteopathic medicine, fast facts. Um, So we have some different things that we're able to provide um, that you can pass along to our students. So choose do.org, acom.org. And if you have additional questions, feel free to give us an email.
0: Awesome. Definitely. Enrique, any specific place for advisors to go to?
2: Yeah, we have a dedicated page on our website for advisors. If you go to uh, get support at tmbsas.com, there's a link for advisors. Uh, Often advisors are also our evaluators, and so we have some dedicated pages kind of addressing some of the uh, common issues that evaluators face. Uh, But I think our our outreach with with evaluators really is more focused through the uh, National Association for Advisors of Health Professions, as well as the Texas dedicated group TAP, uh as well and so uh we actually take great pride in our engagement with advisors and uh you know most advisors throughout the state actually have my phone number and and will call me or, or text me if they have any issues so we really do a lot of engagement with our advisors and uh really uh dedicate a lot of resources to make sure that they're well supported to support uh all of the applicants
0: yeah that's awesome all right in these last 15 minutes or so let's go ahead and uh, open it up to q a with the students watching if you're on instagram we're streaming there live as well go to mapped.tv to uh, ask questions on on the youtubes and we'll we'll be able to pull it up here so what questions do we have Rosemary asks, can you explain the TMDSAS match process? That's one thing we did not get into. How does yep. it affect students schools and impact the selection process? So I know you have a, an amazing video on what that process looks like. Uh, I used it when I was writing my application process book. Um, can, can you briefly uh, talk about the, the match process for TMDSAS? Because that's very unique.
2: Of course. Uh, so TMDSAS does not have rolling admissions for medical applicants. Uh, by and large, if you're a Texas resident medical applicant, you actually participate in the team, SES match. Uh, what the match does is that you will go in and rank all of the schools where you've interviewed. And then all of our schools will rank the applicants that they have interviewed. And we put them into this big, fancy algorithm and produce a match. That happens uh, in, I think, March 3rd of next of next year for this cycle. Uh, and it happens uh, in early March. And so the 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 idea there is that all of the schools would have an equitable distribution of all applicants. That way we don't have uh, one school that has all the 528s and 4.0s, or another school that has uh, to really engage uh, with a a, a different subset of of the applicant pool, maybe, you know, those that are more mission-aligned. So this allows the schools to have an equitable distribution of applicants. For you as the applicant, uh, the match day is not the end-all be-all for it. All acceptances. Uh, Of course, as you would imagine, some folks match to a school and they get an offer somewhere else and then there's just a lot of movement that ends up happening. Uh, All of that's explained in that video and that's available at teambsas.com. In our application guide we have a link to that video. Uh, And so in a nutshell, uh, there is some strategy that you can employ just to make sure that you are uh, putting your best foot forward at the schools that you really want to attend. And then uh, Making sure that you are continuing to be engaged after the match, in case you are able to rank uh, match to a or, or be accepted rather at a, at a higher rank school. So all of that's explained in that video.
0: Yeah. That's awesome, and, and the the match process same algorithm that uh, ARIS uses the the big NRMP match. So it's a it's a fun one uh, and very different. And I, I don't know if you said it or not. Um, something that uh, some students don't know the match is only for Texas residents. Correct? Yes. Kay. Yes. So everyone else has to wait until the the normal kind of release of med school acceptances during that time, uh, and, and then just uh, again a couple other nuances here: Acomis uh, and Acom. They, you guys, do not have any sort of restrictions around when schools can start offering acceptances. Uh, that is different with AMCAS schools, where they have to wait typically until October 15th, mid-October, uh, if you're not doing early decisions. So some some little nuances there.
2: Awesome, and, great and question. We assume DSAS, we, we adhere to that yep. uh, the MCAS timeline as well. So we won't extend any offers until October 15th. Yep. Uh, so if you are a medical applicant that's a Texas resident, uh, you would get a pre-match offer, and if you're out of state resident, you would receive an outright uh, offer of acceptance.
0: Awesome. All right. Next question. Thank you, Rosemary, for that one. Uh, If denied a fee waiver in error, is there a way to appeal that decision? So Taylor, probably for you since TMDSAS does not have uh, the, the fee assistance program.
1: Yes, there is a way to appeal the decision. Um, When you receive your notification about the status of your fee waiver, um, you'll be provided um, the process, the steps in order to do that. Um, The appeal process at that point, um, then those appeals will come directly to our team at ACOM, and we can... um, Range your explanation. It's still, we, we still have specific guidelines that you have to meet. So it's not like, um, you know, you can submit an appeal and explain that you've had a tough year, or, you know, things like that. Unfortunately, it is still pretty um, objective, but we do have certain uh, guidelines that maybe your specific numbers don't reflect that we could then um, grant you that fee waiver for.
0: Yeah. And, and again, just some nuances from AMCAS and ACOMIS in terms of fee waivers. You had mentioned it earlier. Uh, ACOMIS ACOM does set aside a specific amount of money each year. And, and once that kind of fund runs out, then then the the fee waivers, the fee assistance program is kind of closed for that year. Uh, The double AMC does not have a cap. So everyone who qualifies will receive uh, a fee assistance program uh, award at that point. So a little bit of a difference there.
1: And one note I'd like to make quickly um, yeah. on that point. Thank you for making me think of this. Um, so even if we do run out of the fee waivers, if you would typically qualify, we would still alert your schools regardless. Awesome. So in your application, it would be noted that you would um, you know, have received a fee waiver if we had had the funds. So then they can take that into account and perhaps give their own fee waiver for your supplemental
0: Beautiful. I love it. I love it, and, and just just a random note uh, because I've I've talked to students about this. If you did not get a fee waiver, you did not qualify for fee assistance program, and you're out of money, like reach out to schools and say, "Hey, I, w- I would really love to apply to your school. Is there any way that you can waive uh, the your secondary fee?" A lot of schools are very accommodating in that way. So, um, uh, be upfront, be honest, and and hopefully the the school will will be able to waive those secondary fees because they add up very quickly awesome great question bethany Catherine asked just to clarify tmd has an application fee of two hundred dollars and that covers all the schools in texas yes yeah
2: yeah uh, if you want to apply to all 21 go for it yeah it does sound uh, too good
1: yeah. to be also, true i agree
2: <laughs> <laughs> i agree yeah uh and so um that's it. That that's
0: it. No no strings attached, Zach. None. As far as Texas schools go, there are many I am considering. Rumor has it over ninety percent of applicants are taken from Texas, uh, the state of Texas. Is that true? Mm-hmm. So one little caveat there: ninety percent of matriculants, right? Not necessarily applicants. So there there is a law on the books. And Enrique, do you want to explain that real quick?
2: Sure, because it's not a rumor; it's a law. <laughs> uh, Uh, And that's that um, in Texas, one of the reasons why we have tuition rates so low is that the Texas, uh, the state of Texas actually subsidizes the tuition for medical schools throughout the state. Uh, And as part of that, uh, they have capped the school's admissions of -of out-of-state applicants to no more than 10%. So yes, 90% of applicants are Texas residents, or or, sorry, 90% of matriculants are Texas residents but that shouldn't stop you from applying. Uh, earlier in the chat, uh, we shared out a data report that shows uh, uh, out of, in-state and out-of-state applicants. And you can take a look at the distribution of MCAT scores, GPAs. And while they are competitive, um, it's, it's probably not as difficult as you would think that it is to apply as an out-of-state applicant to Texas. So don't let that uh, discourage you from applying to Texas schools.
0: Yeah. Big one, big one. So a lot of, a lot of people are like I'm moving to Texas. It's cheap. Um, and Jacob asks, do you expect application costs to decrease in the future? Um, no. <laughs> yeah, pr- probably not. Uh, that's just uh, unfortunately. The way that inflation works, things keep going up, uh, unfortunately. Maria, how can we find out which Texas and DO schools accept international students? Great, question. great question. Taylor, uh, The choose DO Explorer, I'm assuming, is the answer? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, Enrique, all of your schools, I believe, are part of the MSAR that the AAMC, uh puts Correct. out, the resource that they put out. So they, they would go there. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Hannah, are waivers still available for ACOMIS?
1: As of right now, they are, yes. Right. So make sure you get your applications in soon if you want to be considered.
0: Go do it. Uh, and, and just a, a clarification on that. Fee waiver first, then submit. Not submit and then fee waiver, correct? That so it's is It's got to be in the right order.
1: Not, yeah, yep. absolutely.
0: Yep. Awesome. Great questions. Hello, that's me. <laughs> Who else? Doc in a box. How long do you have to reside in Texas to qualify for in-state?
1: They're so, thinking their minds running. They're like, "What can I do?" <laughs>
0: they're going. They're going. Yeah. So uh, I'm I'm assuming based on most states, it's it's typically a state law that determines what state residency is uh, and how you qualify. Enrique, do you do you have an easy answer for this one?
2: Um, there are two pathways for Texas residency and. Uh, Number one is if you graduated from a Texas high school and lived here 36 months before, or if you have established Texas residency by living and establishing, maintaining domicile for a year. That awesome. is in a huge nutshell. Uh, the actual the actual rules are much more complicated. Yep. But if you have any questions, send us an email, info at tmbsas.com.
0: Awesome. Elizabeth, could we get a link to the DO Fast Facts flyer that was held up? I can't find it on the ACOM website.
1: So it's not posted on our website, but please email um, our yo at org, and we can send that to you ASAP. Awesome.
0: Awesome. I mean, we can put you full screen and you can just hold it up and they can take a picture too. Take a screenshot. Let's do that. (laughs) see who's listening to me (laughs) nobody's listening to me let's put taylor full screen she can hold up uh, her little fastback sheet
1: it is double-sided also so we're
0: gonna there we go yes
1: please give us. oh yeah never
0: mind that's too that text is too small (laughs) yeah all right we tried (laughs) <laughs> Let me try next time, uh Dylan asks what question regarding do surgical residency programs so ooh, all right so there's a little clarification on this. Are you required to take u s m l e outside of the required exams in d o school to be eligible to apply for surgical residencies so first clarification point right Taylor is there are no more no longer uh d o residencies and m d residencies as of twenty twenty I believe the the quote unquote merger took place um all residency programs are single accreditation through the ACGME. Uh, all DOs can apply to all residency programs. All MDs can apply to all uh, residency programs. So no, no special differences there. This is a big question. Uh, do DO students, quote unquote, have to take USMLE to be considered for special residencies or, or maybe more prestigious or, or competitive residencies? What, what's the typical answer that, uh, that, that ACOM is giving
1: so that's actually outside of my team. So okay. I unfortunately cannot answer that for you, but I'm yeah. happy to consult with our uh, graduate medical education team and see if we can awesome. uh, get some answers. Awesome.
0: I, I can answer it uh, unofficially. Perfect.
1: Um, I love it. <laughs> you, you don't
0: have to take USMLE. Uh, all residency programs uh, should accept Comlex. Now, there is always going to be the, the one or two programs out there where there still may be some bias, unfortunately, and they may still want to see USMLE because that's what they're accustomed to. And so you will still find, uh, and I don't know what the percentage is. Again, that, that may be an interesting question to get. What percentage of DO students are actually taking USMLE? Uh, and then specifically, what residency programs they're applying to? I, I would love to see that data if it's available. Great question, Dylan. Jacob, should you apply to Texas schools even if you don't have a direct connection to Texas? Enrique, uh, I, I believe, and I don't know if this is public, maybe you told me behind the scenes, one of the biggest differentiating factors for non-Texas residents is going to be that MCAT score. Yes, no, maybe so?
2: Um ish uh there there are uh, again that data uh report that we that we the dashboard shares you know yeah. what those averages look like the average mcat score for matriculated applicants last cycle was a 511 yep uh and that includes texas residents and non-texas residents for non-texas residents it's about uh about five five points higher i believe yeah uh and so yeah there's a different there's factor, a correlation there not, There is, but I would not uh, discourage anybody who doesn't have any ties to Texas uh, from applying. Uh, Definitely apply. Uh, We have some amazing schools in the state, and the state is so huge. Since we're the center of the universe... Uh, there's bound <laughs> to be something in Texas that really attracts folks. The so. center of the um. universe.
0: <laughs> awesome. Uh, on that note, the center of the universe, Taylor Jazco Enrique Hasso, thank you so much for coming to MapsCon 2022, sharing your expertise all about the application services that you all represent. I I appreciate you. I appreciate your time. Uh, All that contact info was given out. If if any of you watching have questions, go reach out. Uh, They are a friendly bunch to go answer some questions.